0: Welcome to The Shelf Oddities. I'm Serafina.
1: And I'm Erie. And Serafina, what oddity are you feeling like today?
0: Today I am feeling like a two-headed box turtle, just chillin', vibin'.
1: <laughs> just straight vibing. What about you? uh i feel like one of those mummified cats that keep popping up in our oddity facebook group where Mm. like they've been under a barn for a billion years so they're like perfectly (laughs) mummified and now some hot goth girl's gonna buy her on an oddity facebook group and take them home i know exactly what you're talking
0: about Yep. Yep. did you see that mouse that was stuck in the bottle yes i was wild
1: and they're selling that like that shit sells
0: yeah for they're, like serious like, money yeah yeah. so if you are ever cleaning out your garage and find half of a rat stuck in a bottleneck
1: as long as it's mummified you can hop on Facebook and sell it and people will buy it
0: make that bag you know just go ahead we and it we will buy it,
1: it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> one of, of us will probably will buy, it. <laughs> buy it
0: for sure oh my goodness well it is officially the end of 2022 and I don't know about you but I'm feeling like it needs to get the hell out of here
1: yeah, I'm feeling like 23. Give me
0: yeah, the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That is a really good Taylor Swift song. It is. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 23. 2023 yep. is how 2023. I'm feeling. 2023. Um, also, I was thinking the other day how much I miss the 2020 vision jokes. Yes. They were like, what are you going to do in five years? Which also says how old we are, because <sighs> I remember looking at memes that were like, what's your five year plan in like 2015? People would be like, I don't know, I don't have 2020 vision. I miss that. And I was like, 2023 vision just doesn't work. (laughs) It's not the same. Well, welcome to the end of the year, you guys. You made it another year on this godforsaken planet. Congratulations. We're so proud of you. And we're so happy that you're with us today. I figured we would go ahead and just do kind of a recap. We ingest a lot of media. We buy a lot of things. And I just figured we'd share some of our favorites and uh, see where that takes us. It's going to be a journey. So I figured, yeah, journey, that's a word for it. I figured we would start with the grade of the year, because I love to grade (laughs) my years. Back when I was like a teenager and we had those like planners that the high schools would give us, I would like grade what like every day was. And like as a teenager, most of them were like Fs. But like, (laughs) you know, we're a little older now, so I'll start with mine. Mine was a B+, plus personally, mm-hmm. but C, at best, publicly. There were some really good high points that were great, but, like, the lows were, like, real low, if you feel <laughs> me. So that's, that's where I'm around, like a B plus to a C-, minus, somewhere within that grade scale, for sure.
1: Yeah, I had mine at, like, a C plus to a solid B. Yeah. Because uh, we had a really good Salem vacation, which, like, really threw off yes. the average, you know? Yeah. I feel like that kind of carried to victory. Really killed the curve. It did, yeah. yeah. So I started with just, like, a C. And then I was like, I don't know, Salem kind of bumps it up just Mm -hmm. a little
0: bit. Well, it's also interesting because I know we both talk about, like, the more years we get from being a teenager, like, the better the year is in general. So it's almost like I started out being, like, Well, this wasn't my worst year, so I'm going to at least start with a C. And then, like, Salem bumped it up to a B, and then, like, some other stuff bumped down to a C. So I was like, you know, (laughs) we're just going to go somewhere within that range. So at least we're kind of on the same wavelength there. Yeah. Kind of nice. So I figured, as a high point, we could start with our favorite memories of the year, like a quick little recap. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start with that, since I did my grade first?
1: Yeah, I'll start. So I have two um, because I couldn't pick one. Oh, I have like uh,
0: four. So yeah, go off.
1: Okay, great. <laughs> so my first one was just when we were playing cards at the hotel in Salem. Oh yeah,
0: because so it was fun. just so
1: wholesome, and it was like a good like we're just hanging out as friends kind of moment. Yeah, you know?
0: as friends, not lovers. You know. Not,
1: I, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> If, if people don't question that if you're a little gay with Just your bestie,
0: are you really? Are you really besties though? Not we're enough. besties for sure. We are. No, that was such a fun moment, and also we were eating uh flying saucer pizza co mm-hmm. cold we cheese pizza at that time. It was
1: amazing. And
0: later we'll talk about our favorite foods, and that definitely swirled around in my brain <laughs> of like, was well, that one of my favorite? So it yeah, pretty good. It was iconic
1: started doing horror conventions Mm. last year technically but I went to my first horror hound which is our local horror convention and it was incredible it was It changed my life. (laughs) And like the trajectory of things that I want to be doing, it like made a really big impact. So um it was just walking into the dealer's room for the first time Mm -hmm. and just seeing vendors wall to wall selling horror stuff and stuff that I'm into was an amazing experience and I can't wait to go back. That
0: definitely sounds like your vibe. The first time I went to Horror Hound um was maybe a decade ago. And it was just because Carl from The Walking Dead was going to be there, and my stepsister <laughs> had the massive crush on him. And um, so yeah, my, that's my whole experience with Horror Hound was waiting in like a three-hour line for oh, my twelve-year-old stepsister get her a little picture. It is extremely <laughs> cute. I might post it on Instagram because I do still have
1: it. Yeah, that is so fun. I did. Um, I did forget to mention that I got to go to a screen panel at Horror Hound oh, yeah. and see Matthew Lillard. I remember um,
0: you sending me that picture. Yeah, Skeet yeah.
1: Ulrich and uh, Neve Campbell. And honestly, just being in a room with Matthew Lillard is everything I could mm-hmm. ever imagine and more. So. Yeah.
0: Also, please don't acknowledge me. Do not look at me. We are not worthy.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Did you
0: see that he's going to be uh, in the new...
1: Five Nights at Freddy's! Yeah. Yes! I, I really, really like that
0: video game. Yeah, he's William Afton. Yeah. And I really like that video game, so it'll be really fun to see that. I mean, Especially, I'm watching it because um, I love him. Yeah, I get that. And uh, also Josh Hutcherson will be in it. And I love him. So yeah, uh, totally, totally going to be a really fun time. Excited to see where that goes. So are those your favorite memories? Did you have anything? else? Yep, that's it. So mine is also traveling. I didn't do anything specific because I did have two amazing trips this year that like truly rewired parts of my soul. Salem, of course, was iconic, tradition-starting, homecoming, mecha type vibes, um, and that's all I wrote because that's how I feel. I mean, what more do you need to say uh, about Salem other than iconic, truthfully? Mm-hmm. Starting this podcast has also been amazing. It's been so much fun to have something to write again on. It's been probably the biggest overarching highlight of the year for me. Um, But speaking of writing, writing my woman of honor speech for my best friend, after waiting 10 years for them to finally get married, that was a huge highlight. And also growing all of the flowers for that whole event was also so exciting and such a huge part of my year. And to have both of those moments come together was like monumental. And also, of course, having you, Erie, there by my side to make sure I didn't (laughs) falter under the pressure. I put on myself big preach on that. Uh, actually some of our listeners are friends
1: you made at that wedding right yeah you always you always got to pimp the podcast right so i mean yeah i'm like let me tell you i'm almost 30 and i have a podcast table of gen z and that's what (laughs) happened
0: you're like oh you like the speech homie just wait just wait (laughs) Um, so actually hi guys speaking to you guys specifically sorry I didn't meet you at the wedding Um, I was a little busy (laughs) it was was a little it was a lot Um, but thank you for your kind words on my speech I really appreciate that and it's nice to have you guys here also this year we brought in a new pup we collect Australian shepherds in this house and we brought home a new baby her name is Amara she is a velociraptor chaos machine and we love her I have posted a picture of her on our Instagram before so if you see uh, the little white devil on her Instagram page, that would be her. So uh, now to completely change the vibe. Do you have any terrible memories this year? The worst thing oh. ever, things you'd never want to relive?
1: Oh, I'm a child of trauma, so yep. I just block that shit out and move on my very fucking way, to be honest with you. Hell yeah. Uh, not gonna lie. Um, honestly, this year was so... Taint, the farther i get away from my mama passing away yeah and that being like the absolute worst thing that could happen to me mm-hmm. every year feels better because that is the worst and the low of the low so it's like hard <laughs> I, we're only a yeah. couple years out now um from that happening so I, it still feels fresh but it's like there isn't anything super bad because that was the worst thing that could happen to me and it already happened. So I get that
0: for sure. So that's, that's what you got. That's what I got. Type. Um, I also have trauma, but I I like to write my trauma out. So let's go on this wild ride. Um, So this year, and why you you think you hear all my good memories, and you're like, this is an A plus year. Trust me, honey. (laughs) It gets way worse. (laughs) Um, We started the year with four deaths in January. And, like, a really fast dive into Alzheimer's with, like, one of my closest family members, which was basically, like, a fifth death. Um, so, like, that bad, that quick, all in one year. And, like, I had really high hopes for this year. And, like, the last time I had really high hopes for a year, COVID happened. So, next year, guys, it's going to be fine. We're only going B+. Plus. Like, there's, I don't need any better than that again. Um, so, then we had another death in March which was uh, Bane, who was my mm. trusty companion for 10 years through some really dark times. And that truly really fucked me up uh, for a while until like October. Basically, I was just like a walking nothing. Um, so that was fun. We really loved that. You can see why the year wasn't an A plus for me. We also lost like a bunch of birds. And when I say birds, I'm talking chickens and ducks to a skunk that I didn't even know was a thing. I did not I know that even- skunks were like aggressive like that. Me either Yeah um it was rough And they are like they do damage Um so yeah I didn't know skunks were that aggressive And uh one day we found out One day there was like a perfect injury And we were able to like figure it out And then since then we protected the Girls from skunks and we haven't lost Anyone but it was it was It was a big year for death I don't know I don't know what was going on there And then of course We uh have the national bad news because um, the hits kept coming with Roe v. Wade being overturned this year. Yeah, uh, The start of so many people's depression. I really feel like I'm only now coming back from most of that shock, really. Mm-hmm. As someone with a defunct reproductive system, watching people all over the country have issues with getting treatment, for atopic pregnancies, because doctors were afraid of losing their license, is the scariest evil I've ever had to look at in a very long time. So pro-life, they'll kill you, you know? And uh, we're going to be talking about music next, and here's my segue to that. There was a meme that... That was like, if you could fight the Supreme Court in a Walmart parking lot, what (laughs) song would be playing? Yep. And I'm telling you, Renegade by Styx has been nonstop (laughs) playing because every time I get mad about the state of our country, I just think about fighting the Supreme Court and any politician I have uh, an issue (laughs) with to that song because the jig is up and the news is out and we are fighting in the Walmart parking lot. It was definitely a rough year nationally.
1: It was, yeah. I got very lucky, and I say this as in, I was so worried about the Roe v. Wade thing before it was overturned that I got my tubes removed in January of this year. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the pod, but it was probably the smartest decision that I have ever made. Mm -hmm. Um, I regret nothing. It was just... And then as soon as the Roe v. Wade thing happened, I, I was just relieved and then felt guilty for being relieved because Uh I I can't give that relief to other people but I was able to um, talk to some people who started questioning that surgery so that they could understand what the process was like. Um, so if you're one of those people who considered getting that surgery and you don't have a friend that's had it before and you need someone to give you some feedback on what it was like in the recovery process, uh, feel free to send us an email <laughs> at yeah. oddityrkd at gmail.com because I'm happy to um, give you that info because honestly, it was smooth sailing mm-hmm. and I thank my lucky stars every fucking day that yeah. I did that.
0: We also have a list of, unfortunately, international can't help out there but we do have like a national state by state list to of like doctors that are willing to do that surgery
1: um i had gone through a bunch of doctors uh because i'm young i'm unmarried and i have no children who would not talk yeah. about permanent birth control to me to a point where someone tried to bait and switch me into getting an iud mm-hmm. even though i told her that that's not what i want and i ended up going on reddit and there is a list like seraphina was saying um state state that has doctors on it and the city of um, individuals who have performed that type of surgery for um, uterus havers who are young, unmarried, and and done it without question. And I found the doctor that I ended up going with on that list, and she's incredible. My first um, appointment with her, I was like, I want permanent birth control. She's like, great, let's get you an appointment scheduled for your surgery. Boom, bam, we're done, in and out. Like, easy mode. And it was amazing. It was such a refreshing experience from old women looking at me and telling me well you're gonna change your mind yeah. one day go fuck yourself
0: go fuck yourself yeah Truly. so
1: yeah i'll have to find that list and see if we can link it. i haven't looked for it in a while because i haven't needed it but it's fantastic yeah. and it even has like reviews of people who've like actually gone to those doctors and like what the experience was like so yeah definitely worth looking into
0: And if i find it i'll put it in the show link too so like I said, next we're going to talk a little bit more about media and some music. I do want to say, we've never talked about this on the pod, but I am a Greenwich in more ways than just one. So sometimes I write these podcasts at like 3am when I'm like a little, you know, I'm feeling like Post Malone's first album. So I didn't go back and edit any of this one portion because I just wanted you guys to to like be with me at 3 a.m. when I'm writing these things and I thought you'd enjoy it uh, Erie here is not in that situation and she just nope. stuck to the fucking script and, and like uh, a
1: Capricorn I, I yeah. did my prompt
0: so um, so you're going to hear like me talk for like a long time just know Erie does talk in this
1: podcast I do, I do sometimes yeah <laughs> Let's just say I'm the PowerPoint brain yeah. in this situation. Yes,
0: and I am the... uh got a 98 in English every year because I like to write essays. <laughs> and ADHD just helps me with that because every little <laughs> thought I have, I just write it down. So do you want to go first? What was your favorite song of the year?
1: <laughs> yeah, I can go first. I I do... Um, I'm going to have a couple... Honorable mentions. Um, but for my Spotify wrapped, my top song was Reentry by A Day to Remember and Mark Hoppus, which I was obsessed with the moment it came out. It is good. My Spotify wrapped said that I played it 74 times, which <laughs> honestly seems low um, because yeah. there were days where I was just listening to that song on repeat. It just really resonated and it's just a straight up bop, as the kids say.
0: I think, to be fair with you, that. It just tells you how many times you listen to it most on one day.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah, because
0: yeah. I looked at mine, because my top song, it said listen to, like, 44 times on, like, on, May 26th okay. or whatever. Okay, that yeah. makes
1: more sense. I'm like, 74 is low. I've definitely listened to that song more than 74 <laughs> times, I can tell you that. Um, also, a special mention to... Beautiful Day to Die by Vision Video. I don't know, for the goths out there, which I'm sure there are some listening to this podcast, um, I don't know if you've seen Goth Dad on TikTok, um, but they're in a band called Vision Video, and it is like a a modern goth band. They released a new album this year. It's very good. Everything Mm. on the album is very good. But Beautiful Day to Die is probably my top song on that album, and I like to make a Spotify radio of that song. hmm um, also, special mention to the Goo Goo Muck song I was by The Cramps that too. yeah from so Wednesday, good. because I heard that song and was like, this mm-hmm. is the shit. It's like monster mashy. It's gothy. And I also do radios on Spotify from that song, and oh, they're always genius. bangers. So good. I was just listening to that in the shower, not even going to lie. Hell
0: yeah. That's genius, because that song slaps.
1: Yeah, it's It's so good. good. And that's it for my song list.
0: That's it for yours? Okay. Yeah. So, I didn't just do, like, songs that came out this year, um, because, truth be told, I am not good with keeping up with music like that. Um, I, like, half of my playlist is stuff that I still listen to from, like... 10 years ago oh yeah this, if you like, think
1: the infinity on high album from Fall yes, Out boy isn't 100%. in my top list yeah Fall Out boy was in my top five on spotify so, but that's because for me yeah
0: yeah comfort music yeah but it was not anything new at all it was just old <laughs> stuff um so my song of the year was head over heels by uh, tears for fears I have you no know, clue who that you is. You know the, who this is. Who? Uh, one, everybody wants to rule the world.
1: Okay, yeah, I know band, that.
0: But yeah, uh, yeah. you know Head Over Heels, and I know you know Head Over Heels, um, and we'll talk about it in a second. Um, this year, I fell into the 80s really hard. This whole year has been a, like a real throwback for me, and I think I listened to Creep by Radiohead more than is psychologically God, allowed. That
1: song is so good.
0: Well, so to be fair, I never understood the hype about that song until this year, because Trixie Mattel and Jinx Monsoon sung it together, mm-hmm. and it clicked. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, I get it now. Um, so basically, I've just been living from 1985 to 1995 this whole year. Um, I'm back in my Donny Darko era, as we all Fair. should be, uh, and that's where you would know "Head Over Heels" from. The something happens.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, and you've played that song before. Yes, yeah. because I'm kind of
0: remembering artist names. It's so good. Um, yeah. But let's talk about how Tumblr 2012 is coming back hard with the youths.
1: <laughs> with I'm the so youths?
0: happy about it. Yeah, because I have adult pain this time. It's not <laughs> as sharp as that like teen angst I used to carry around, but man. It's much thicker sauce now. AM by Arctic Monkeys and this adult brain with like a good sex life. Like, not to be frank, but like it's so different.
1: It slept so differently. Yeah, like
0: teenage Tumblr Sarah had problems and them bitches were stacked. Mm -hmm. But adult Sarah who has lived and laughed and loved a little longer, woo buddy, do it hit different. It really does. So, what was your favorite album of the year? What were you keep playing?
1: Um, so, my favorite album of the year was Asphalt Meadows by Death Cab for Cutie. That's the new album that they just released, so I didn't get to listen to it most of the year, but, like, whole buddy, as soon as I heard that album, did I lose my absolute fucking mind. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie has been one of my favorite bands for a really long time, but I struggled to listen to some of their older stuff, Mm. because, and this is a fact about me that most people don't know i don't listen to sad music like at all
0: yeah she really Um, doesn't
1: i really don't like and and people are like it's so passionate and i love it so much i was like no i'm sad enough i don't (laughs) need this music to fucking make me sad so um but this album that they released really hit me specifically they have a song um here to forever and i have listened to that song probably like at least five times a day if not more depending upon what day it is uh, since that album came out because Damn. it just hits me so hard so that's the yeah. album of the year
0: I get that uh codes and keys which is another yep. album by them that album came out right when I got out of like the spicy vacation center uh-huh. and that whole album got me through like treatment and stuff it's their their music it is good but I yep. used to say the same thing about horror movies my life's scary enough I don't need to go and sit in a movie theater and be scared again but I've come around on that as well so does anyone want to take a guess what my favorite favorite album is from this year this actually came out this year guys i'm actually on trend for once and of course it's harry's house you know you weren't getting out of this without harry styles coming up in this podcast okay i apologize to the oddlings who are like seraphina we get it leave it alone but do you get it do you understand this album is phenomenal if you think I'm crazy, because that's the guy from One Direction, you are letting the 2010s misogyny get the better <laughs> of you. This is our Elvis. And I don't even care to argue. You can argue with the wall. <laughs> you throw on a dory you, you feel the vibes, and you just have that free serotonin. And you're welcome. Honestly, <laughs> huge, atmospheric, desperate love declarations have kind of been the vibe for me this year. Um, I want, like, a full band, and I want to feel the sound is, like, echoing off the biggest chamber of the artist's heart. Like, i just... I really sunk into that a lot. Make it move me, make it groove me, you dig, you know, kind of that stuff. (laughs) I've now been married for almost three years now with 2023 coming up, but I feel like this year I really started to listen to love songs from a married heart, which is kind of the same thing about the Tumblr era. It hits different in the best way now. Um, Which, I mean, I guess it makes sense. So I've been digging the ballads and the feels and the songs about longing. Uh, When you have exactly what you want, it just makes me feel giddy now, which is like rad as hell. But like, if anything ever goes wrong, I'm never going to be listening to like any song that I like ever again. So we're just going to have to not think (laughs) about that ever. But it's nice. It's been, it's been fun. It's been uh, having ADHD and like actually feeling like things are permanent for the first time in a long time. It's It's a wild feeling, and music really helps with that. But also, before we move on from music, Tuned In Freestyle by Megan Thee Stallion will make you feel like you are that bitch. (laughs) Do what you want with that info. Just a warning, it's not kid-friendly in the slightest, but we are lucky to live on the planet at the same time as that magical woman.
1: mention ash nico and yeah. slumber B and stupid can we fucking i have never felt more like a boss bitch <laughs> than when i'm wearing <laughs> platforms in my tiny mint green car listening to stupid on the way to wherever i'm going i'm just saying it fucking slaps like yeah
0: i mean everything she does is iconic we just love women in in those forms of media <laughs> in every form yes. of media but specifically that one So what about movies with you? You watch a little bit more movies than I do, so do you have any bangers? I do, which
1: is weird. Serafina knows me from my era where I used to say that I never watched movies because they were too long and it took too much time for me to watch them, Mm -hmm. and then I fell in love with horror, and it has been, like, history ever since, and now when I need some self-care, I'm putting on a horror movie. My favorite movie from this year was definitely Scream 5. One, because we know how much of a fangirl I am for the Scream franchise in Mm -hmm. general, but two, because I got to see it in theaters, which is such a unique experience. The horror community is so neat and everyone is really into what they're into, so I feel very fortunate that I got to experience that in person and I can't wait for Scream 6 to come out. Hell yeah. So speaking of horror movies and i know i talk about them a lot one thing that my girlfriend and i did this year was we made a horror spreadsheet (laughs) that has all of the movies that we've seen and then we give them a rating. And I'm mentioning this now because it's so helpful when her and I are talking about movies for us to just be like, okay, I saw this one and here's how we felt about it. But the rating system is also incredible and I think our oddlings would enjoy it because it's not just like a, an A through F, okay? We're talking. So the f- the first rating is Meat and Taters, okay? It's your Meat and Taters of Horror. It's, like, fundamental. It's like your Halloween, your Friday the 13th, your original Scream. The stuff that's important to the genre. Hellraiser, stuff like that. Makes sense. The next one is Ham Sandwich. It's okay. very decent, okay? It's safe. We know that it's going to be good. We know that it's probably not going to betray us. Okay. The next one is School Lunch Pizza. Okay. it's pizza but it's school lunch pizza you know like it could be decent it could also be not decent it depends are they the triangles are they the rectangles we don't know gotcha. the next rating is American cheese because it's like it's just cheese it's not like a good like <laughs> cheddar it's just there and 95% of the time it's like plastic okay. so uh, the next rating we have is poo poo dirty butts mm. which I think is self explanatory yeah we got that one <laughs> the next one is uh, Gushers and Starburst where it's like you don't want to enjoy it but it's good yeah and then the last one is birthday cake which means that this horror movie is so bad that it's now a comedy Mm. and by rating them that way it makes it very helpful yeah so you can just go into the spreadsheet you see the rating we also put some um, like trigger warnings in there for like animal death because some people just don't like that stuff like that Um, but it's very helpful so if you ever need a rating system to utilize I highly recommend that one it's very it's nice
0: that is hilarious. Also, for me, it's really funny because I hate ham sandwiches. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, it'll be fine. It's good. I'm like, if someone gave me a ham sandwich, I'd be like, this is poo poo, dirty butt. Like, get out of here. <laughs> That's fun. That is a fun. Maybe maybe to change
1: it to your favorite sandwich. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Um, which would be a BLT, but like we'll get into that later, I guess. <laughs> um, cool. Well, there you go. So. Uh, I'm weird about movies. We actually kind of flip flopped. I used to love movies, and Erie used to hate movies, and now I don't really like movies, and she loves movies, which is like kind of funny that somehow we ended up here. But we kind of did that with our styles, too. Like, it all just, you know, so. The reason I hate movies is because I hate committing to sitting down for two hours straight on the same story. They say that people with anxiety like to rewatch the same thing over and over because they know what's coming, and I'm a victim to that with movies. So my favorite movie of 2022 was Dune. Okay. Yeah, it came out, like, in January of 2021, (laughs) and it's now the end of 2022, and it's my most watched movie this year. Because I put it on when I'm cleaning, and I can walk away and come back and know exactly what's going on at like any point in time, and I appreciate that. It's also a wonderful movie. Uh, we also watched it and it two this year, and I thought they were pretty good. I mean, they're good. I didn't watch them for for a long time because like the way that Pennywise moved in trailers. Oh yes. Yeah.
1: no, he's freaky. I didn't like. It. I can stomach a lot of things, but but um, Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise is fucking horrifying.
0: Uh, Everyone in that family that's an actor does a kick-ass job, dude, I'm telling you. Literally. Yeah, it was good. I really liked it, Um, and after putting it off for so long, I felt very rewarded to be able to watch both of those movies back-to-back. But if we are going by 2022 standards, I guess it was Don't Worry, Darling. It was good, and the only other movie I remember even watching was The New Doctor Strange, which was terrible. And I love Marvel, truly, but it was rough. Oh, and the Elvis bioptic. It was interesting. Austin Butler was fantastic. The plot was lacking to me. But the movie's really good. If you like Elvis and can deal with a little bit of, like, whitewashing, maybe, <laughs> like, by a lot, uh, maybe. I don't know. It's all, it's all up in the air, which sucks to... F- you know have a true moral opinion on it but austin butler was elvis i mean there's a whole meme even now that like he can't get out of elvis (laughs) and also he's going to be in dune 2 next year so i'm like really you know looking forward to that um everywhere all at once came out this year and it looked wonderful it's that new movie by 824
1: yeah i haven't seen that one that's the one that has jamie lee curtis in it right yes yeah yeah. our queen Mm -hmm. yeah
0: um i really wanted to watch it but tiktok was full of all of this like this movie made me sob and like i haven't been in a place to give my tears away freely in public in like a long time so that's what stopped me from watching it.
1: so have you haven't watched it yet i have not maybe we'll just have a cry party we'll go get ice cream and we'll come back to your house and we'll watch that movie and cry
0: that sounds wonderful um it's kind of the same with my policeman and I know that some people might be shocked if they know that Harry Styles is in that. Um, but I saw how so many people reacted on TikTok and I already don't like committing my brain for that long and like also committing to feel things. I don't know. That's why we, that's why you get Dune. That's why we just get to Dune. I didn't even like Timothy Chalamet until I saw him as Paul Atreus, and now my whole life has been changed. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's wonderful. Listen to Adore You by Harry Styles first, then put on (laughs) Dune, and you'll just have my entire year. It'll be fine. Um, Also, Dune does, on the weekly, battle it out with The Last Jedi, which is hilarious because people hate that movie. But as someone who didn't grow up watching Star Wars, um, I think I didn't watch it until, like, 2019. I think it's the best one. I, I, I just once again argue with the wall it's beautiful it's cinematography and anything with adam driver in it is just wins already okay my hot Thanks.
1: take is i love star wars episode one people hate it so much yeah. i lo- they're like young anakin i fucking hate him he's so annoying <laughs> he's and so i was whiny. like no this is fucking pod racing that is how yeah. i feel because i played um they had a pod racing nintendo 64 game yeah it is my favorite racing game of all time i love it so i there's a special place in my heart for star wars episode one regardless of what everyone else thinks
0: i think that when it comes to star wars like you just gotta not listen to the crowd because also i found out during all like the last jedi stuff and all this nonsense people were like extremely racist to rose like the actress that plays rose and also john boyega and it's like get out of here
1: just go in, somewhere else in this year of our lord yeah
0: dude like 2020 they were like they bullied no. the actress that plays rose off twitter Get out of here but like it's like how, what in the fu- yeah i can't Get i can't deal here. with it so yes i am the la- i am the last jedi it's me i'm the last jedi <laughs> Congrats. um and i love that movie and i don't care fight me in the red room we'll talk about it and um, that leads us to Netflix or or any streaming show. I include a lot of HBO stuff in here, but I'm already going to take a guess at what your Netflix show is, but go ahead and tell the people.
1: I actually didn't even pick a Netflix show. I picked no. two Shudder shows. Oh, uh, that that checks. We're not sponsored by Shudder, but like, hello, Shudder, if you yeah. hear us. If you're, uh,
0: you're going to sponsor anybody, it's this creepy ass bitch right here
1: i talk about you all the time every single episode please sponsor me anyway um so the two shows that i had were uh dragula just released their titans season um the last episode just aired this tuesday and and dragula i've talked about it on here before i also talked about it on our friend (laughs) damien's podcast because i can't shut up about it dragula just has such a special place in my heart Um, that as soon as the seasons come out I am like riveting watching it waiting till Tuesdays when the episode drops like ready to fucking go Um, and the first episode of the season one of the guest judges was Cassandra Peterson Mm. aka Elvira one of my fucking icons so I was just so excited Um, and then the other show that I have on here is Queer for Fear which is super cool because it goes through a lot of really well known horror and just talks about how gay it is love that and it's amazing so if you're ever curious about how queer horror is because it really is I will not you know go off on my soapbox about this right now <laughs> but watch queer for fear it's super cool there's a lot of really cool people involved in that show and it's super neat but yeah most of the content that I consume now is shutter I will occasionally watch things on Netflix obviously special mention to Wednesday yeah. I'm sure that we're gonna have uh, the hot take is I liked it yeah so <laughs>
0: So, for me, I had to start off with Stranger Things 4.
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention that in here, but it was so good. It was
0: so good. Yeah. Um, We were lucky to watch the last two episodes together.
1: It was fun, Which is also, like,
0: a good memory of this year. It's like, both of us just, like, screaming at the television. Literally, like,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: it was so great. So, Stranger Things 4 gave me life. And then uh, HBO's uh, The House of Dragons took that life away immediately. (laughs) And then rebirthed me again. (laughs) So, I really appreciate those two things alone were, like, so good this year. We did do a spoilers episode, if you want to get more of our thoughts on that, um, where I have been informed that we actually spoiled nothing. So, there you go. We just (laughs) talked about the things we liked in it. We didn't really spoil anything, because I just, I wanted people to be able to listen to it, and then also, at the same time, um, be excited to watch those things with us. Yeah. So if you want to listen to it, but get nothing spoiled, that episode is down below for y'all.
1: But it is better if you have watched it. (laughs) It is
0: way better if you've watched it, for sure. Um, Ted Lasso is on Apple TV, and if you have access to Apple TV, it is worth the watch. It's really funny, and it's charming. Um, Abbott Elementary on Hulu, same thing. Feel Good, Laugh Out Loud. If you remember Chessie from Parent Trap, she's a teacher in Abbott Elementary, and she plays, like... A really like kind of rough southern philly teacher and she does such a good job at it it's so funny and of course wednesday did come in at the end of the last second to steal the year for everybody else um and it it was good that's my take it was good i hope mm-hmm. it brings forward a burton and goth renaissance into media like we yep. had
1: give us more intro to horror yes. the baby bats need it
0: yes that's all i want please and thank you so this year i really got into reading So we're gonna talk about books next. Did you have any books that you really liked?
1: Yeah, I just have one because my struggle is I am the burnt out gifted child who was you know really good at reading when I was a kid, and now the older I get, the harder it gets. But I do try to commit. Talk about with me?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's rough.
1: It's rough. Um, But one of the books that I started reading um, is *Virgin Night by Christopher Robertson. Uh, I found it from TikTok where all of we find everything right and it's basically like if you took a 90s slasher movie and turned it into a novel that is what it is and it is very good
0: well that's good to hear i actually um think we should do a book club episode on have you seen like the the final girl support group
1: i tried to read that and i couldn't finish it it. yeah couldn't finish it the main character is She's just so annoying and doesn't get better.
0: Well, there you go. There's a book club meeting for you kids. We met real fast, decided we hated it, got the hell out of there.
1: And we can adjourn.
0: Yeah, (laughs) It's, it's over. So for me, the book series... That really did it for me this year was uh, it's called the Court of series but the first one is A Court of Thorns and Roses or Acatar, uh depending on what part of TikTok you're on it literally kind of changed my life it changed how much I loved reading I did get into reading hard this year because of this series and um, Eerie hasn't read it yet because she has no time to read it or drive so I am begging one of our oddlings to please read it <laughs> um, but don't tell me you've read it until you finish the second book at least The twists, the turns, the emotions. It's wonderful. It's basically like adult, young adult which makes no sense. But when you think of like young adult books, it's like that dystopian, like hunger games, like Mm -hmm. that kind of vibe. Um, But it's like hunger games. If you wish that PETA and Katniss were spicier and like somebody had wings, like, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, It's wonderful and cheesy and beautiful. There were many nights where I was up until 4am crying, sometimes good, sometimes devastated. It kind of depends on what book you're reading. Um, But if you were a kid like us who read to escape life and then had no time, to read, because you had to then build a whole life from the ground up. Uh, For me, it was like, you know, multiple jobs and stress and all that. But now you have time to read, read this series. It's a love story. It's a fantasy story. It's a war story. It's an easy read. And it has taken over Book Talk, which is wonderful. It's been really nice to connect with people who also enjoy this series. They say like the first book is kind of like an adult retelling of Beauty and the Beast, but... It's not. (laughs) Like, it is, and it's not. I can understand where people would say that, but I wouldn't say that. Um, Last night, I actually finished one of Sarah J. Mass is the author there. And I finished one of her other series books, and man, I was shook to the core. We're talking... 2 30 in the morning like waking my spouse up because i'm screaming because the last (laughs) sentence in the book is insane like it's crazy they're really fun good books and there's actually a couple of guys who cosplay two of the main characters at the ohio run fair and i really hope i run into them next year because i would love to get a picture with them so yeah if you listen to this and decide to read it for everybody it's not like one gender or another like you get on Book Talk and there's girls, there's guys, there's NBs, like everybody's around because they're just really good. Um, so please, somebody read them and get back to me because I need to like freak out <laughs> with somebody else. <laughs> So if you're listening to this podcast, we have probably already hopefully survived the white death that's coming for us this (laughs) weekend. I just checked the radar, and it says that at 8 a.m. it's going to be negative 4 degrees with 30 mile per hour winds, and it's going to be a real feel of negative 48. I've never experienced that in my lifetime, and um, hopefully this isn't our last podcast and we survive.
1: (laughs) fine if this episode gets posted you'll know you'll know that we lived yeah
0: we live for sure or if it has no edits in it one you're welcome for the hilarious comedy of us (laughs) fucking up and also someone found my laptop and just decided to post everything (laughs) on it so be careful (laughs) okay so our next topic is going to be internet celebrities or internet memes or things that took over the internet that we appreciated this year would you like to go first
1: yeah so i have one that isn't actually like an internet i mean they're an internet celebrity to me but really they're from a netflix show and they were just really fundamental to my existence as a human so i really like baking shows really i just like any sort of like competition show i don't know why it's just fascinating um but there was a netflix show called is it cake
0: oh yeah was that this year I, I don't know if it
1: came out this year, I think so
0: Oh my gosh, this year's been 900 years
1: Literally Um. So in that show though uh, There is an individual By the name of Andrew Fuller and their style is very much, like, goosebumpsy, like, super... They own a hearse that has green hot rod flames on the front of it. That's amazing. And all of their stuff is, like, horror-themed, and they're just super cool, and I loved their style. I actually bought one of their shirts as soon as I saw them wearing it. Like, Hell, I went yeah. scrolled through their Instagram to find them wearing that shirt so that they <laughs> tagged the shop so that I could go to the shop and buy the shirt. So I just wanted to mention them in here. Um someone else i had i don't know if i'm sure you get scene queen TikToks on TikTok, right yeah i do um i love her yeah i think she's taking like the pop punk industry by storming telling them to go fuck themselves like we're used to that hollywood undead like you know telling women they're bitches and mm-hmm. then here comes scene queen who's like no let's not attack hollywood yes. undead I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking shit <laughs> about Hollywood Undead. I love Meesum everywhere I go. Every ounce of feminism leaves my body when yep. that song comes on. I'm not gonna lie, but we have to hand it to Scene Queen, who's out here doing it for the ladies. Hell and yeah. bimbo core is a thing, and I just appreciate it. I appreciate it so much, and everything that she's doing, and all the media that she's putting out. I think it's fucking awesome. Hell yeah it's super rad Uh, and then my last one was someone I've watched on YouTube for a really long time who uh, Jade the Libra she does like Halloween content I mean like she's goth so she does like all-year-round goth content but she does like decor hunt videos I got like heavy into the Halloween decor hunting the past couple years um, so I watch a lot of youtubers who do that but she's definitely my favorite and I just really like love watching her content so yeah she's cool
0: I definitely get that for sure she's she makes some good stuff
1: And that's it. That's my list. That's it? Yeah.
0: Mine is pretty short. I really... I didn't really include anyone... Um, from TikTok because I will tell you I think that I probably experience TikTok differently than other people do in the sense of like I don't follow really anyone there's like a couple key people I follow just to influence my for you page to be one way or another but I kind of just go and scroll and so people will be like oh did you see this person on TikTok and I'm like who and then they'll show me their videos and I know who they are because i know what their face looks like Mm -hmm. but like i don't follow anyone and because i just let things find me i don't um i don't really know um anyone salem with sarah was one that i watched a lot when we were planning our salem trip but other than that i couldn't tell you anyone on tiktok Who I have really enjoyed this year, who I haven't um, been watching in the past, is uh, Hassan or Hassanabi on Twitch. He's the major winner in the category for me. He's mostly a political streamer, but he does a lot of commentary on popular videos at any given time or like drama going on online. I have known about him for a while because he's a pretty big name in the politic game. But I didn't really get into his dreams until I started watching his JSC content, which is like basically watching cops interrogate serial killers mostly, okay. and it's all about their psychology, which I really get into. If you've ever seen Mindhunters on Netflix, which is one of my favorite shows, it's kind of the same idea, and it was it's just really fun, and I really like him, but... Um, Also, he's really one on the I-need-a-big-boy trend by SZA. (laughs) Um, He's the best. I love him. Um, But my favorite moment that took over the internet this year was the older woman in Ukraine giving sunflowers to Russian soldiers uh, so that way they could put them in their pockets so at least something good came from their death, and that's the most metal thing I've ever seen, and I hope she's doing well. I Actually, I hope all Ukrainians are doing well. This year has been... Definitely an F for them right now, and mm-hmm. I, I, I hope that they keep uh, doing what they're doing. Six Emperor, Tyrannus, 100%. So, to move uh, past anything that had meaning to us, let's get into more superficial items here. Um, starting with fashions or pieces of clothing. I know you've recently gone through like a very big fashion change, so I figured I I'd have- give you some time to kind of talk about that.
1: Yeah, I just picked a couple key items, but you're absolutely right. Um, the past few years, I really figured it out. I like to say that I went into uh, the pandemic as a beautiful moth who then crystallized and came out as like a death set hawk moth. And yeah. that's exactly what happened to my style. I definitely transitioned from like a blue jeans t-shirt kind of girl to like, I went full goth. We're talking like overnight my entire wardrobe shifted and then the longer that I'm doing it and the more I kind of pin down the aesthetic that I like I get more pieces that I think are more fundamental to my wardrobe Um, and I think I've kind of figured out like what fashion I actually really like and uh, have been kind of building off of that but one of the coolest items that I got that I think has been really a key part of my wardrobe especially now that it's been so cold is I got that long ghost face sweater from Mm. Backstitch Bruja on Instagram um their stuff sells out really quickly because of how high quality it is so I was really high
0: quality yes
1: I was very lucky to snag it it's basically a grandma sweater coat Yeah, for like I wear it inside the house a lot it has pockets it's a
0: house coat
1: It is a house coat, yeah. Yeah, But I love the hell out of it. It's definitely one of the key items in my wardrobe, and I'm so happy that I get to wear it. Um, Also, I really upped my Creepers game this Mm -hmm. year. I have three pairs of Creepers now, as opposed to the one pair that I was wearing all the time. And I got my pair of Coffin Creepers. from strange cults when we were in Salem. They have a coffin on the um, top of them, and they say R.I.P. on the back. I wear those a ton now. I think they're super fundamental to my wardrobe. They're very cute. Wear them all the time. Um, And then I had a makeup mention in here. I bought a pink ghost face palette, basically. Oh, hell yeah. So it has ghost face in a pink kawaii outfit, and then the palette is very like reds and pinks and purples and stuff, but I've used that a ton. I've really broken into the makeup game the past couple years, so buying new eyeshadow and playing with it and learning what works and what I like the most has definitely been a fun time, but that was definitely a cool item that I bought and I really enjoyed. Hell yeah.
0: Um, For me, I'm going to keep it simple. Crocs got me good this year. Dude, I get it. I used to be a croc kid when it was trendy way back when, but then they kind of fell off and I kind of fell off. Um, And now I'm happy to be back in them. It's been fun having them again this year. And also um, giant vintage skirts has really been my vibe. So basically if you were like a beautiful moth that got crystallized into a death heads moth, I was basically like a feral bat that got transformed into a Luna moth that was dipped in paint, you know? Um, So, like, green has really been my everything for a couple years now. But I just felt like I found, like, a lot of really cute green items that typically have some type of plant on them, and um, I really appreciate that. Uh, Voodoo Vixen is a recreation site from the UK that covers almost all sizes, and uh, they've been really fun to wear. High-quality stuff. I really appreciate it. Uh, the only really fashion, fashion item I got was, like, that giant sweater I got with uh, Die With Your Boots On, mm-hmm. but other than that, I don't really think I've bought in any clothes this year, uh, so Crocs. Crocs really take <laughs> take the... <laughs> The bait this year. Um, we have art on here, um, which I know this year we both really uh, bought a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. Art this year has been interesting for me because I finally took on the role of interior decorator after, you know, living in my house for five years. Um, I've been working on two gallery walls in my house, and it's been really fun hunting for stuff. Uh, we picked up a piece in Salem that's a spirit in the main Salem graveyard, and I think that's my favorite art piece I bought but i've i've picked up a lot of stuff for the gallery walls that maybe i wouldn't consider art there's a big trend right now in the apothecary styles of these old type writing drawers that had like the different pieces to do different fonts and i was gifted one of those by a grandparent so the hunt for small tiny creepy trinkets has been (laughs) very prevalent on my mind just this year alone and that's been really fun what about you
1: So I actually got really heavy into art this year uh, because I realized that I'm a millennial and the chances of me buying a house anytime soon are very slim. (laughs) Uh, So I'm just going to decorate my apartment however the fuck I want to, uh, which is how I started collecting Ouija boards. But two of the art pieces come from an artist called Pickled Punks. They're Pickled Punks show on Instagram. Um, It's a headless horseman who is like has a jack-o-lantern head and is like holding it i'll have to post pictures of it and then the other one is like a black cat and a jack-o-lantern and i bought these at the oddities and curiosities expo and the reason I bought them is because their art style is very over the garden wall. Oh, and I am obsessed that. with over the garden wall, as you are. We love mm-hmm. it very much on this show. Um, and the Headless Horseman is one of my favorites. Uh, Sleepy Hollow is one of my favorite movies. So, of course, when I saw that they had a Headless Horseman print, I bought it immediately. And then I bought two prints. They're currently in my bedroom. But that's probably my favorite piece of art that I bought this year. Um but I bought a ton of, like, knickknacks, and then I learned the beauty of just command-stripping shit to your wall, regardless yeah. if it's supposed to be command-stripped or not, and it's changed my life, truly.
0: Yeah, command-strips really are a gift from the gods,
1: mm-hmm.
0: 100%. Okay, so next, I threw in skincare okay. um, on here. I know it's kind of, like, weird to put art and skincare together, but it's just things you buy. And I actually had, like, what I thought was, like, a good one, which is uh, a product that's called squalene. It was originally made from shark livers from, like, such a long time because shark livers have such a high-concentrated portion of squalene. But then, of course, the shark community got real small. um, And when hunting sharks became illegal, they had to go out and find a different way to get squalene. And this one company, uh, which I will link below, they actually found out that you could extract it from sugar cane.
1: Oh, that's cool. uh, Science. So,
0: yeah, it's not that expensive. It's less expensive than the shark stuff because, uh, you know, not illegal and way easier to get. And, um, I use it every day. I love it so much. My spouse actually uses it every day too. Um, especially now that we are in these dry skin months, it's wonderful. I really love that stuff. We actually buy it from a company that supports sharks itself. Um, so, you know, we love a, we love a good win-win there. Um, did you have any
1: skincare this year that you really liked? Um, I just started using vitamin E oil randomly enough uh, because my tattoo artist recommended it because I lost a lot of pigment um, while we're working on my half sleeve on my leg where um, my pants rub on the leg. Um, So I have like a line where I lost like a ton of pigment and my tattoo artist recommend using vitamin E oil to kind of help break down some of the uh, scarring. Hmm. But I started using it on all of my tattoos. Yeah. And it's made a really big difference like they're way brighter my skin feels way way less dry yeah yeah. so it's working
0: that's really cool squalene and vitamin E oil have very similar oil textures profiles I guess is what they would be called so hell yeah Um, also I added two more things to our dossier that I've given you no time to prepare for because I forgot about them when I set up this little thing Um, so I wanted to say ask you what your favorite witch shit
1: um so this year I discovered the glory of the poppers candle. Um oh, yeah. Because we got them for the first time when we went to Heriphany and Hedge yeah. and that's the only thing that I use for um cleansing now.
0: Yeah, I think next candles. year we're going to have to do an episode on Holy Woods.
1: Yeah, I, I would think agree with that. It would be very
0: interesting. Um for me the favorite thing that I got this year was definitely my marigold tarot deck.
1: Mm, such a
0: such a fan of her and also my moss agate tower the first one i've ever seen in real life bought it immediately and i still love her and have no regrets and then um what was the your favorite oddity that you bought this year
1: oh god that's tough because I really made out like a bandit this year. I'm gonna have to say Leon, the king of trash.
0: Yeah, because he
1: was he was a good purchase. Fair so um, I found someone. It was in the oddity group. Oh really? Who who posted? It's literally a freeze dried possum head. They changed the eyes out for opals. His mouth is open. He has a nose piercing and an ear piercing, and he's wearing a crown made of a Miller Lite beer can. <laughs> And the guy who sold him to me was calling him Leon King of Trash. And that was all that I needed. Uh, Like, I I was immediately sold on Leon King of Trash. And I bought him. And I love him.
0: He definitely fits your vibe.
1: Yeah, I I adore him.
0: Mine definitely was the blue Morpho Butterfly that I picked up this Mm -hmm. year. I wanted one for a really long time. And now I have it right in the front of my house. It's like the first thing you see when you walk in. And it just makes me very happy. I love that little thing. So, moving on, we're going to move on to food because we all know I changed my life around so that way I could have good food. Um, (laughs) So, we're going to start with our favorite meal. I'm just going to jump in here and say my favorite meal, hands down, all year, Boston Burger Company. That's what mine is, too. Y'all heard us rant. It's yeah, warranted. well, the
1: food was good, but also it was just such a wholesome experience yeah. because we all just cut our burgers in fours and traded yeah. all the little pieces, and it was just so fun. It
0: was so good. Libby's was on my list of yeah. things, but Boston Burger Company blew everything else out of the water. There's no need to even mention anything else. No. Yep. That, that's the place. That's the restaurant. 100%. Will we drive 14 hours again just to eat that and not even do any witchy stuff? Yeah, 100%. Yes. So, if you're in the northeast listening to this, make the drive to Boston um or Salem. There's one in both places and if you're anywhere else, make the flight cuz seriously, worth it. Uh, it's worth it. Um, and then I have on here a favorite food of the year. Your favorite meal and your favorite food are a little different, so I figured they were both warranted. Did you have a favorite food? So I actually
1: switched mine to favorite beverage. Oh, Because fair. I am a beverage connoisseur. Yeah, I too. love a good beverageino. It's the um, ADHD
0: in us. We have like seven drinks at one time. Yes,
1: yeah. So uh, my favorite beverage this year is the Dark Aura beer from Third Eye Brewing Company mm. and Third Eye Brewing Company is a brewery that's local to us. It's actually in Sharonville, Ohio. Oh, is it really? It is. Mm. And their beer is incredible. I am someone who does like beer, but I don't like IPAs because I think it tastes like licking a pine tree. Mm -hmm. But... If it's an IPA by Third Eye, I'm more than likely going to enjoy it. Um, But the Dark Aura beer is like a peanut buttery chocolate beer, Mm. and it's like dark and delicious and wonderful, and every beer I've tried from there I've loved. They also do seasonal beers, and they do beers that are on theme for Horror Hound, because Horror Hound is right across the street. It's literally, you can walk to third eye so every time there's a theme for horror hound they make a themed beer so That's they cool. did like a killer clowns from outer space beer that was cotton candy it was so good it was yeah so i can't i can go on and on about third eye because their food is good and their beverages are good but they're incredible
0: well that sounds wonderful um if i, I guess if i were to do beverages it would be Tapo Chico but also, if you like carbonated water, you didn't hear me say that, especially if you live locally to us, because it's already a bitch to get in any Kroger around here. Um, so if you like beverages, the Kroger uh, Kroger name brand carbonated water is delicious. You should try it. It's so good. No, Tapu Chico, it's... Uh, best carbonated water I've ever had because I like a heavy carbonation. Um a lot of the rough edits in this podcast come from me burping because I burp so much. I have intestinal issues, okay? It just is what it is. Um, you know, us IBS queens over here. And um Tapo Chico really it it, it does you know how like when you're sick and you drink the McDonald's Coke and everything's better? That's a Tapo Chico for me every single day. <laughs> It's wonderful. But my favorite food, it changes with the ADHD. I have, like, safe foods that last, like, every three months or whatever. But this year, the BLTs were next level. I used to grow, like, 70 different types of tomatoes. And it was fun and all, but I never had enough of the same ones. So then I kept paring it down to where now I have, like, one tomato I grow specifically for BLTs. Mm-hmm. See, I just burped again. We're not even going to edit that one out because now, you know, now the all things know. <laughs> um, but it's the Big Beef Plus Tomato Seed from Johnny's. If you're a tomato grower, uh, absolutely delectable, perfect tomatoes uh, for BLTs. And that was definitely like my huge... My, my food uh, for, like, three months straight was just a BLT every day.
1: Yeah, I'll also special mention, um, we're not sponsored by HelloFresh, but I do use HelloFresh. <laughs> um, they had a mushroom and onion quesadilla hmm. that they did and we tried it and I was obsessed with it and now that's like what we make every every now and then and I love it so much because I love a good quesadilla but I also am a hobbit and I fucking love mushrooms yeah. so much that's the so, one
0: hobbit thing about me that I don't do is mushrooms I love them
1: I'll take all of them give yeah. them to me yeah
0: um, okay so next on here I have garden moment like my favorite garden moment of the year I'm sure mm-hmm. you changed that uh, I didn't put anything in there for I it I figured but, yeah. um, well and then I thought of one for you so then we'll get to it after mine, I guess. Sure. Or I'll just tell you. I figured yours, if you were to have one, was that um, when our tour guide in Salem took us to see the poisonous plants in Salem. Yeah, that's fair. I figured that would have been your your favorite garden moment uh my favorite garden moment was watching this giant white dahlia next to my house explode in blooms i think i have posted it on instagram if not i will share a photo this was a dahlia that was gifted to me which was my favorite moment probably overall i think uh, which I do finally have an update for y'all. Quick recap: If you haven't listened to our other episodes, I was gifted 25 dahlia tubers or roots by a basic stranger turned garden goddess in my eyes, and I was finally able to get them out of the garden and see how many it multiplied into. And I'm telling you right now, I have over a hundred tubers, if not more, if not two, just from that great gift. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, I started with 25 tubers, and I now at least have four times that, if not more. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I haven't counted any, but I used two giant baskets to bring in my harvest, and both of those are full to the brim with tubers right now. So it's a little crazy. Next year is going to be absolutely beautiful. I'm so excited. Our spring garden this year was beautiful as well and did convince my husband to love tulips. So I did plant (laughs) about a thousand tulips, I think, if my math is right, for next year. Um, And also, I went from 50 seeds of Larkspur to 5,000 seeds of Larkspur. And I can't wait to see them all in just a few short months. They're these beautiful, tall pyramid of flowers in basically every color. And they are just so stunning and I can't believe that it's almost time for spring gardening again. I'm so excited about that. So I think that leads us to the end of the end of this year. And once again, I know we talked way too long about it in the last episode, but we do want to thank you for joining us this year. Next year has so much really cool shit to come. Uh, We will have an episode for you next week that will be like you know, new year, new me, new year, new pod, mm-hmm. uh, where we just talk about our goals and plans with the pod for next year, but we're not taking the holidays off uh, this, this holiday season quite yet. So you do have that to look forward to. Thanks so much for being such a good part of this year for us. We really appreciate you, and I hope you are staying out, Arcadia.